All right, so we'll say good morning. Let us let us begin. So we'll begin by thanking our our sponsors. Um, I'm sorry. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Av, Max and Brenda Lepkovsky in honor of, the, of honor of Yitzchak Meir's upcoming bar mitzvah. To thank Dr. Riva Mitzner in commemoration of the first yard site of her father, Dr. Larry Schenk Ari Ben Chaim Zichron Livracha. To thank our week of learning sponsors, Mark and Sarah Meisler for the yard site of Mark's grandmother, Anna Altman, Chana Devora Bas Yehuda, and Bill and Rezi Eskin, Lezech Nishmas, Bill's father, Mordechai Ben David, and, his, and Rezi's mother, Sivya Bas Musha'aro. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshamas Fahav and Aliyah and the families in the Chama. And we'll see with that, let us begin. So we have a really fascinating sugya today. We're going to start today's daf is daf tes, and we are Baruch Hashem starting on the top of tes. So says the, says the Mishnah as follows. Sukkah Yishanat. We'll say really fascinating sugya today. Literally an old sukkah. So we'll say we will discuss what's the definition of an old sukkah. Says Rashi. On Tesam and Alav Sukkah Yishana Kedem Farish Shaasa Kodem Lechag Shloshim Yom Velo Pirish Shehi Lashem Chag. So we'll say so. We're talking about now a Sukkah which was constructed more than thirty days before Sukkis, and it was not explicitly stated that it was made for Sukkis. Because we'll say, remember again, even before we go on, you can make a Sukkah any time of the year you want. Do you want to get a head start and put your Sukkah up in uh, in December? Not a problem. And if you put it up the shame sukkah, that, that's fine also. What we're talking about over here is a structure which was, which was made more than 30 days before the yamtiv, but was not made the shame sukkah. The shame sukkah. So what's the halacha? Beishamai posts Beishamai says such a sukkah is possible. Because according to Beishamai, we are going to require a sukkah lishma. A sukkah must be made for the sake of the Yom Tov of Sukkis. Now, before we go on to Beis Hillel, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, Beis Hillel, Poslin, Deboz Sukkah Lishma. Beis Shammai require a sukkah that is made for the, for, like Lishma, for Sukkis. Vizus Stam Nasis, but this sukkah was just made Stam. Now, I remember again, the Mishnah made an interesting distinction, which was what? Is sukkah made before 30 days or after, thir- within 30 days or before 30 days? So remember again, the Machlokas Hashem Beisila is only about a sukkah that was made before 30 days, a sukkah Yishana. Beishamai seems to hold, not seems to hold, Beishamai does hold that a sukkah made within 30 days seems to be automatically kosher. I, why doesn't Beishamai require a lishma, right? A for the sake of sukkah requirement for a sukkah made within 30 days, to which Rashi says something very interesting. He says, ve'ilu toch shloshim lechag, once you make a sukkah within 30 days, kevan desholin behilchos achag kodem lechag shloshim yom, stam ha'osa l'shim chag osa. So we'll say it's very interesting. Beishamai only requires explicit lishma for the sukkah before 30 days. Before 30 days within sukkahs. But if you make a sukkah within 30 days, Beishamai assumes that what? That what? It's automatically lishma. Now again, what's the logic? The logic behind it is we have the concept of the Gemara that Sholin Vidarshan, we engage in the halachas of a particular yamtiv 30 days before that yamtiv. So at the end of the day, because you're already engaged in the halachos of sukkis, by definition, we assume that the sukkah you are creating is l'shem chag. L'shem chag. So therefore, I will say, so again, that's Beishamah. Beishamah, on the other hand, hold that no, you don't need a sukkah 
that is made l'shem chag, and therefore, again, a sukkah yeshana is going to be kosher. So we'll say, fundamental machlokis, let's go with what we agree with. If you make a sukkah within 30 days, what do you need? What do you need? Nothing, right? Because even Beishamai will agree that a sukkah made within 30 days, by definition, is l'shma. Everyone agrees with that. What about a sukkah yeshana, a sukkah made before 30 days? So again, simple machlokis, Beishamai holds, you require a l'shma, a lishma, a lishma designation. It must be in the shemitz asuka. Basil disagrees. Good. We'll see what the we'll see what the root of that machlokis is in just a bit. Ve'izu yisuki yishana. By the way, what's the definition of a suki yishana? Kol sha'asa kodem lechag shloshim yom. Whatever was made more than thirty days before yamtiv. Avali masal l'shem chag afilu mitchila sashonik shera. But I will say, remember again, according to Beis Shammai, this is not really a din in time. In other words, that the reason a sukkah yeshana is problematic is because anything outside of the thirty days requires a lishma designation. But once you're making the sukkah lishma, even if you make it, uh, I was going to say a year early. I was say, you know, there's an interesting discussion we'll see in the Shulchan Aruch about once you make a sukkah lishma, does it remain lishma? Right. In other words, let's say I, I have a I have a hut that I make, and during the year I use it for one thing, but sukkahs is for something else, and I use it for sukkahs. Does that lishma designation remain, or essentially after the yamtiv of sukkahs does it go away, and therefore have to be? So again, we'll we'll, we'll discuss that. But I will say this is the machlokis beishamai beisilol. Does a sukkah require lishma or not? Beishamai says yes. Beisilol says no. But even Beishamai will agree that when you make a sukkah stam without any specific intent within 30 days, that is automatically lishma because within 30 days it is clear that you're doing it l'shem mitzvah sukkah. Beautiful, says the Gemara. My time the Beishamai. What's Beishamai's logic? I will say, where does Beishamai get this idea that a sukkah has to be lishma? Amrkra chaga sukos shivas yomim lahashem. Because the pasuk says the yomtul of sukkos for seven days it will be lahashem. So what do you see from here? Sukkah hasuya lechag the shem chag boinon. So we'll say this is interesting. In other words, that the gemara is saying over here chag hasukos that the sukkah saying the sukkah has to be made for the chag. That's Aleph. and also it says and also it says lahashem. So the fact that it says La Hashem indicates to us what if you look at Rashi Sukkah the Shem Chag Dichsev Sukkos La Hashem the Shem Mitzvah Hamelach that since it says Chag Asukos Shivas Yom La Hashem doesn't have to say La Hashem so you can leave that out obviously it's for Hashem who else am I doing it for but it means Rabbi Shammai is darshaning it to mean that the Sukkah must be La Hashem Sukkah must be La Hashem must be made for the purpose of the Mitzvah Ayu Beisilo what does Beisilo do with this drasha U Beisilo Basilo will use this for Rav Sheshes. What does the La Hashem come to teach? Where do you know that the beams of the sukkah? When we say the beams, it's really anything used to fabricate, to build the sukkah, is usr all seven days. So once you build your sukkah and the Yom Tov of Sukkah starts, Every part of that sukkah is unusable for anything other than the mitzvah of sukkah all seven days. So I'll say, I'll tell you where this comes up. Where, 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 where does this come up? You know, a person builds their sukkah, chas v'shalom again, you know, the sukkah falls down. Sukkah falls down. And let's say totally compromised. I can't put it back up. Says, oh, great. 
you know what, it's, it's nice and cool outside, we'll make, a, we'll make a little fire in the fire pit using the word of the sukkah, it's not usable anymore anyway. You're not allowed to do that, right? Once, once the beams of the sukkah are set in place in the sukkah at the onset of Yom Tiv, they become Kodesh for the entirety of Yom Tiv. And again, the Gemara says, Menayin la'atei sukkah shasurin kol shiva, Talmud lomar, chag asukah shiva syamim la'ashem. The Paz says it'll be a Yom Tiv of sukkahs, Ultimately, again, all seven days Tashem. The Tanya, Rabbi Huda ben Misera, Rabbi Huda ben Misera says as follows. So the Gemara says, what does Rabbi Huda ben Misera say? Shem shechal shem shemayim ala chagiga, kach chal shem shemayim ala sukkah. The same way that literally, again, the chagiga is Kodesh and cannot be misappropriated for something else. So to the sukkah, is Kodesh and cannot be misappropriated for something else. Now, where is the comparison between the Chagiga and the Sukkah? Shenemar Chag. We'll say Chag in this context. The Gemara is darshaning to mean the carbon Chagiga. Chag Asukos. The Yom Tov in which you bring the carbon Chagiga. Shivas Yomim Lashem. Ma Chag Lashem. Af Sukos Lashem. Just like the Chag, the Chagiga, ultimately again is for Hashem. So, so to the Sukkot for Hashem as well. And therefore, again, once the beams are vested with Sukkot Kiddusha, they cannot be used for anything else. So, therefore, I will say, so pause here for just a moment. So, remember, we're going to do a lot of this back and forth of the Darshan of the Psukim. So, we've got Beisharai coming on the scene saying that a Sukkot must be constructed the Shem Mitzvah Sukkot, at least if it's done before 30 days. Where does he get that from? Shivas Yamim. The sukkah has to be made, or the sukkah is la Hashem. Beishamah says the sukkah has to be made for Hashem. What does Beishamah do with that passage? So we'll say, no, no, no. That teaches us something else. Namely, that the sukkah is vested with Kiddusha and cannot be used for anything other than sukkah all seven days. Where do we get that from? Same pasuk. Chag asukos. They dash in the chag refers to the carbon chagiga. Just like kedusha devolves upon the chagiga and it can't be misappropriated for anything else, so too the sukkah is vested with kedusha and cannot be used for anything else. You also agree with this concept that chal shem shamayim al hasukkah. That ultimately, again, the sukkah itself becomes kodesh. And you can't use any part of the sukkah for anything other than Mizzah Sukkah. So Beishamai, where do you learn this out from? To which the Gemara says, Beishamai nami b'aylei l'achi, e'nachi nami. So Beishamai says, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. The Pasuk of Chag HaSukkah, Shiva Siyamim L'Hashem, actually the Bible says, teaches us the halacha of what we call Chal Shem Shamayim Al HaSukkah. Namely, that the sukkah itself is vested with material sanctity, and therefore, again, any part of the sukkah cannot be used for anything other than sukkah over the course of the seven days of sukkah. So we're back to the, we're back to the drawing board now. So where, where does Beishamai? So what is Beishamai's logic? Namely, that a sukkah has to be made l'shma, right? Where does he get that from? Ksiv krachrina. There's another pasuk. There's another pasuk. So I'll say, what's the other pasuk? Another pasuk. The other pasuk is Chag Hasukos Tasalcha. You have to make you have right make for yourself a Chag Hasukos seven days. And what do we darshan from there? What do we darshan from there? So the Gemara says Sukkah Hasuya Lechag Ba'inon. Ultimately, and the Bosei Sevishamai darshans on this Chag Hasukos Tasalcha means you have to make for yourself a Sukkah. 
that was made for the sake of the Yamtiv. A sukkah lishma, a sukkah lishma. So we'll say, I, what does Beisil do with this pasik? Who Beisilel? Haomi Bailey, this is very interesting. Laosin sukkah becholel shamoid. So we'll say, listen to this. Beis Hillel, they use this pasik of Chagas Ukos Tasalacha Shivas Yamim. Beisil says that means you could construct your sukkah any time over the seven days. Now, it doesn't mean literally any time over the seven days. You can't construct the sukkah on, on Yom Tiv, but what about constructing a sukkah on Chalamaid? Right, so I'll say, this comes up all the time. Person's gonna be away for Yom Tiv, person's gonna be away for Yom Tiv, and they wanna, right, first day's Yom Tiv, they wanna construct their sukkah on Chalamaid, or my sukkah blows down, I need to reconstruct it. Can you, are you permitted to construct a sukkah on Chalamaid? So look at Rashi, Bechalal Shamoid, Imla Asa Metchila. So the Gemara says over here, Basila will say like this. If a person, for whatever the reason, did not make a sukkah on, a sukkah before Yom Tiv, that Allah Chalamaisa, Basila says, we're allowed to make a sukkah on Chalamaid. Where does he get this from? Chaga Sukkos Tasalacha Shivas Yomim. You can make, so Basila is darshaning it to mean, you can make a sukkah also. also. Now what I do want to point out is as follows. L'chatchila, one should not delay their sukkah construction to Chalamayit, right? A person has a great day. I'm going to be away anyway. First day is the Yantiv. It's a great and expensive Chalamayit trip, right? I'll just have my kids put up the sukkah. It's a good idea in Chalamayit. Remember, L'chatchil, you're not allowed to do that for a different issue because Chalamayit does have an Isra Malacha, right? One is not supposed to do unnecessary or extraneous work on Chalamayit. So therefore, if I could put up my sukkah, Beforehand, of course, that is advisable. But whatever. The, the point that Basil is making over here is that halacha there is a license to put up a sukkah on chalamaid. I, what about, what is Beishamai? Beishamai, Sviluk Rabbi Eliezer, Da'amar ain osin sukkah becholo shamoid. Mostly, we are actually going to see that on Daf Chavzayin, this is a machlokes. This is a machlokes. Do you have a license to put up a sukkah on chalamaid or not? is going to be a machlokis. So Basil is of the opinion that says you can. Beishama is of the opinion that says you can't. Therefore, going to both say how they're going to use this Pasuk reflects this reality. Beishama will say, Chaga Sukkos Tasalacha Shivas Yamim teaches you that you have to have a Sukkah Lishma. Basil will say no. It teaches you that you could construct your Sukkah over the course of seven days, i.e. even on a Chalamaid. Says the Gemara, Says the Gemara. Shnei Yisrael Kral Good. Ubeisilal Lestud Rav Yehuda Amarav and Beisilal. Does Beisilal not hold of Rav Yehuda in the name of Rav? What's Rav Yehuda say in the name of Rav? So the Gemara says the Salas. I will say. Take a look at Rashi for just a moment. It's the end of Rashi. Becholol Shamoid. Rashi says Uparchinan Abeisilal Delo Bo Lishma. They both say. Here's what's interesting. So pretty much what's coming out over here in this discussion is Beishamai says you require a Sukkah Lishma. And Basil says, you don't. Now, it's interesting because from the Gemara's perspective, the Gemara is assuming that whatever they each hold by sukkah is going to be reflected in how they hold by other areas of halacha as well. So the Gemara is taking it over here to mean that Basil in general does not, quite, does not require a lishma component when it comes to mitzvahs or to the creation of mitzvahs. In other words, that the same way that Basila would say you don't need to construct your sukkah lishma. You just need to construct a hut. He'll also say by other mitzvos, when creating or fabricating the chefza shamitza, the object of the mitzvah, there is no lishma requirement. 
So the Gemara asks on this. So the Gemara says, Ubeisilo, less lehu to Ravi Hudum Rav. Beisilo apparently does not hold of Ravi Hudum name of Rav. Don Ravi Hudum name of Rav. But listen to this. Aso min hakotzin umin hanimin umin hagarden. So we're talking now about tzitzis. So essentially, we'll say, if you can imagine as follows, the kotzin, nimen, and garden are pretty much all the same type of idea, which is, imagine for a moment you have a garment, right? you have a garment, and you have threads that come off. These are all just different kinds of threads at the end. You have threads that come out of the garment. So have a great chap. What's the chap, we'll say? What should you do with the leftover threads at the corners of the garment? Make tzitzis. Makes it it's great chap, and I don't have to waste anything. It's already there, embedded on the garment itself. Just make tzitzis from the excess threads. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, a solid tzitzis, min hagardin, shetolin besofatalis, mosar ha'ariga. So, so, so the gridin, or the garden, represent the leftover part from weaving. Kotzin, kotzin literally means thorns. It's chutin shenisku b'shasi. The koshim also tulin roshim. Again, I will say once again, this is this is leftover threads from the warp. Minanimin Rashi says kegon talis shetafrua osha asaba imra. We'll say this one a garment that let's say has a hem and there's threads sticking down from the hem. Come denominator all these cases if you have excess threads at the corner of the garment. Go ahead and just make it into tzitzis. Just make it into tzitzis. So I'll say, what's that, Lachon? So Rav Yehuda says the name of Rav, Psula. It's ultimately possible. It's possible. Then I'll say, why is it Psula? Take a look at Rashi. Hoyel utuluyin va'omdin kol eile bebeged v'no nitlu balashin tzitzis lav asiyah l'shmahi. Because I'll say, listen to this. Why is it possible? Why does it say the name of Rav? Because I'll say, it was not placed there the shame mitzvahs tzitzis. In other words, I will say, this was not, these strings were not attached to the corners of the garment for the sake of the mitzvah of tzitzis. Rather, they were just there, right? They were left over from the actual fabrication of the garment. So you see that Yehudah said in the name of Rav, in order for tzitzis to be effective, it's not enough to have, you know, strings on the corners of your garment, but rather, again, the tzitzis must be placed on the garment the shame mitzvahs tzitzis. The Gemara goes on. Furthermore, minasisin ksheira. So we'll say, what about from now? We'll say so again. Even before we go on over here, before we go on, so the Gemara is suggesting that Beis Hillel who holds that you don't need lishma by sukkah should hold that. What should be the din by these cases of tzitzis? What should be the din? Should be kosher. Should be kosher. Because you don't need tzitzis l'shma, you just need tzitzis, just like you don't need a sukkah l'shma, you just need a hut. So, so to again, I don't need you to put strings on the corners l'shma. All I need is what? Eight strings, whatever, four strings on the corner, on, the, on each corner of the garment that are tied a certain way. How they got there, where they can, that doesn't really matter as long as they are there. So the Gemara is suggesting that Basilo would not agree with Rav Yehud's name of Rav. Because Rav Yehud's name of Rav says, if you fashion tzitzis, from the leftover strings on the corner of these garments is puzzle. Whereas we assume that Basilo would say that it's kosher. But we're now that we're at Sitsis, the Gemara says, Mina Sisin. We'll say what happens if you made Sitsis from Sisin. And we'll say, what's a Sisin? Look at Rashi, Mina Sisin. Pakelios Kidurios Shalchut. A ball of string, or a ball of, a, a ball of wool, a ball of, a ball of, of yarn, right? Woolen yarn. If you have, we'll say, a, 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 a ball of, of, of thread, and then from that, you go out and you make tzitzis, that's kosher. 
Rabosei. So again, now that's not such a chiddush. Why? Because in that case, you'd be applying the tzitzis to the garment l'shma. Now, now watch this one more wrinkle in this. When I said this over in front of the shoulder, that you could use a ball of string to go to make tzitzis. Shmuel said, you know, that's also possible. Because Shmuel holds that it's not enough to place the strings on the garment, but rather what? The string that is going to be used for tzitzis must be woven lishma. Must be woven lishma. So I'll say just again from a Hilcho Sitzis perspective, technically speaking, if you use string that's not woven lishem mitzvah tzitzis, the tzitzis are kosher, but there is an extra hidder by tzitzis to use strings which were woven lishem mitzvah tzitzis. So again, we paskin that ultimately again, when you put the strings on, when you tie the strings on the corner of the garment, it must be done lishem mitzvah tzitzis. You don't need strings that were woven l'shem yitzat tzitzis, but it is a hider. But this is very important because again, if your tzitzis becomes undone, becomes loose, and you want to tighten it, or you want to retie it, it is very important that before you do so, you say l'shem mitzvah tzitzis. Again, if you didn't do it, it doesn't possible the tzitzis because tzitzis are bidi evit kasher, even without all of the knots that we have. But it is very important if you're going to tighten your tzitzis before you do so, l'shem mitzvah tzitzis, and then tighten away. So let's say, so again, but back, back to our back to our discussion. So the Gemara is suggesting that Beisilel who holds that a sukkah doesn't have to be the Shema would also agree that what? That halach la you don't need to put tzitzis on a garment the Shema either. To which the Gemara says, Hakanami ni bayi sukkah asui the Shema. So let's say, so again, it seems to be pretty compelling, it seems to be pretty compelling that halach la Everyone's agreeing that tzitzis has to be done l'shma. Well, if tzitzis have to be done l'shma, then what? Then what? Why shouldn't sukkah have to be done l'shma? And I will say, now what you're thinking, what's the interesting sukkah and sukkah, tzitzis and sukkah? The answer is none. The answer is just a conceptual framework. If you're telling me that a cheftza shal mitzvah, a ritual object, a mitzvah object, has to be fashioned l'shma, once that's true in one case, it should be what? It should be what? True in every case. So everyone is agreeing, everyone is agreeing that you can't make tzitzis from the extra threads left over on your garment after you finish weaving it. Why? Because tzitzis have to be placed on the garment l'shema. Well, once that's true, then why doesn't suck have to be l'shema also? To which Basil responds, shiny hasam. It's different over here. Why? Because the Pasuk says, Gedilim tasa l'cha. Basik says, you should go ahead and make Gidilim Tasalach. Sorry. You should make tzitzis for you. What does for you mean? Gidilim Tasalacha. Lach l'shim chovach. You have to make tzitzis explicitly to satisfy your obligation. Your tzitzis must be made to satisfy your mitzvah obligation. So therefore, by, by tzitzis, it's a mufur shapasik that says that's to be made l'shma. I was only one problem. The Pasuk says that it also says you have to make it for you. Why not make the same drush that you made to satisfy your obligation? To which the Gemara says, Because we'll we're going to see later on, that comes to teach us a different halacha, which means what? You can't satisfy your mitzvah with a stolen sukkah. 
If you steal a sukkah, they can't satisfy your mitzvah. To which the Gemara says, Hasan nami But by tzitzis also, I can say the same thing. Maybe that comes to teach me what? You can't use stolen tzitzis, which happens to be the case, right? You can't go ahead and satisfy the mitzvah with stolen tzitzis. To which the Gemara says, it's different by tzitzis. Why? Hasan ksiv krachina. But say there's another pasuk by, by tzitzis, which is, Va'asulahem. The Pasuk says, you shall make for you Mishalahem, from your own, which teaches me, which teaches me that you cannot satisfy the mitzvah of tzitzis with what? Stolen tzitzis. So from the Asulahem, tzitzis, I learn it has to be your own. You can't steal it from someone else. Therefore, again, Abosai, that leaves Gedilin Taselach, that leaves the Pasuk Gedilin Taselach to teach you that tzitzis must be made Lishma. So Abosai, what comes out over here is there essentially there's an extra Pasuk by tzitzis. There's an extra pasuk by tzitzis, and therefore, because the extra pasuk by tzitzis, halacha lemaisa, tzitzis must be made, must be made lishma. They must be placed on the garment, the shame mitzvahs tzitzis. So, say, so we end up with this machlokis v'sham beisalel about does a sukkah need to be lishma or not? Beisham is saying yes, beisalel saying no. Rabbi says, how do we pass? And so the shulchan aruch. Now, this sugi, remember again, has many ramifications on yesterday's daf as well. Our rakbash, our ganbach. We so listen to this. We'll say sukhi yishana. Shulchanar paskins tafrei shlamid vav sif aleph. A sukhi yishana, an old sukhi. The high no shasak called him sheikansu shloshim yom lefneachag kshera. We'll say that halacha is that a sukhi yishana, a sukhi that is made thirty days before yomtiv, ultimately again is kosher. Now we'll say. So again, like Beisilo, not 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 the chiddush. Now, what is a chiddush is that the Shulchan Aruch gives a very important caveat, which is Obilvad sheyichadish badavar ata begufa l'shem chag. Well, say, listen to this. You do have to quote unquote according to using the word Shulchan Aruch bimachadish. You do have to introduce something now in this quote unquote old structure. For the sake of the yomtiv of sukkahs, I feel a bit tefach. I'll tefach sagi and mumakom echad. The machidish. I'm supposed to say, what does mean? You have to be machidish something. So I will say. So again, the way this often manifests itself. Let's say you have a thatched hut, right? I will say. I'll give you a simple. What do you call those things that, like the wooden structures that people build, like by their patio? Pergola. 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 Well, say, so I'll give you a simple example. Right? I built a pergola. I put schach, which is great. I put the schach on top of it. Once I use the schach mat, right? I use the schach mat. I put it on last sukkah. It's beautiful. I put it on right on Erev Yom Til L'Shem Sukkah. Fantastic. Now, you know what? It's great. I never took down my schach mats. I never took them down because it was so nice. Such nice shade. It's absolutely beautiful. Sukkahs comes around and say, finally, the first time in my entire life, my sukkah's up early, right? I'm good to go. Nothing to do. Not totally true. Shulchan Aruch says a sukkah yeshana, which is a sukkah made before 30 days, which is this sukkah, which is this sukkah, is kasher. But you have to be mechadish something. In other words, we both say, even though we paskin like Beisalam, a structure that was made before 30 days, once you come within 30 days, you have to do something to introduce a sukkah identity to this hut. Now, what do you have to do? say, now this, this happens all the time. The simplest thing we do is what? Is what? Move the schach. That's all you need to do. Move the schach. Simplest thing is to lift up the schach and to put it back down. I will say, this comes up also, by the way, same idea. If you have a non-Jewish person put up your sukkah, you could have a non-Jewish person put up your sukkah, but it is important, it is important that you do something ultimately, again, to introduce the mitzvah sukkah into this structure. So what do you do? 
You lift up the schach and you put it down. That's all. So I just want to point out, we pass in that. It doesn't have to be that, by the way. You could also go ahead and, you know, take down a part of the tarp or the wall, let's say, and put it back up. You could do anything, but you have to do something. So we paskin like Basilel, namely, that a sukkah yeshana is kosher. So if you made a sukkah before 30 days, it's fine. But, with, but then at some point in time, at some point in time, you do have to go ahead. So I want to point out, by the way, let's say you didn't do, let's say you didn't lift up the schach, you didn't do anything. The sukkah is still kosher. Right? Bidiyavah, the sukkah is kosher because we paskin like Beis Hillel. The only reason the Shulchanach wants you to do the chiddush, right, to do something with the structure, is because we're afraid if we don't make you do something with the structure, you may come to what? You may come to go ahead and be machshir sukkahs, all other kinds of things. Use the shame dira or something, we're not getting into it now. But the point there is, you pass like Beis Hillel, sukkah yeshana is kosher, but if you make your sukkah before 30 days, you should do some type of chiddush. But, but again, halacha lamaisa, sukkah need not be constructed L'shem mitzvahs. Sukkah, we pass in like Beis like Hillel and not like Beis Shammai. This is very important because now, yesterday's sukkah makes even more sense. Why are you allowed to use a sukkahs rakbash, right, or ganbach, all of these sukkahs, I do not made L'shem mitzvah sukkah, it's okay. The only thing I need the hut to be made for is what? Shade. Right? That's the only thing. Because remember, a sukkah is called a sukkah Hashem Tzel, Hashem Nishach. So it has to be a structure that is made for shade purposes. I will say, as opposed to what? Sometimes people constructed um, temporary dwellings for what we call Tzniyah's purposes. A changing room. Right? A changing room. I want a place where I can change. So I don't really care so much about the shade. What I care more about are the mechizos, are, are, the, are the walls. That's, which, that, that's what provides me Ultimately, again, the privacy. So such a structure like that would not work L'shem Mitzvah Sukkah. But assuming it's made L'shem Tzel, for sake of shade, even if it's not made L'shem Mitzvah Sukkah, ultimately, again, it is Kasher. Good, I will say beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Amad Beis, new Mishnah. Ha'osah Sukkah, Satachas, Ha'ilan. I will say some more, uh, some more. I will say, no, it's really beautiful. I remember just... Uh, I have a special affinity towards Masech HaSukkah because I remember I was in fifth grade. We had a, we had a Rebbe who very much encouraged us to, to memorize Mishnayis, to memorize Mishnayis. And the Masechta that, that we were learning, the Sukkah. So it's an incredible, you saw like certain things that you have from your childhood. That, that's the, the first, the first Mishnayis that I ever memorized was Mishnayis and Masech HaSukkah. Don't test me. Don't test me. Okay, good. Let's go. Let's go. This is the Mishnah. Let's listen to this case. Interesting case. Very Lemaisa case. Person makes a sukkah underneath a tree. Underneath a tree. So does that compromise the validity of the sukkah? Making a sukkah underneath a tree is as if you made it in your house. Now, remember again, we'll qualify this. But what the Gemara essentially, what the Mishnah essentially is saying is as follows. That halacha Lemaisa this shade of the sukkah must come from the schach. So if the shade from the sukkah comes from something else, i.e. a tree, a tree, then that's the equivalent of making your sukkah inside your home. Because if you make your sukkah inside of your home, then what? Then what? Where does the shade come from? The roof. So maishna roof, maishna tree is the same thing. The schach is the, 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 the tzel. The shade is coming from something other than the sukkah. Agabi, sukkah, agabi sukkah. But say, what if you make a double-decker sukkah? Right, the two-story sukkah, one sukkah on top of the sukkah. So just to understand how this is made, is you have bottom sukkah, right, bottom sukkah, with schach, 
and then upper sukkah. So essentially, again, the floor of the upper sukkah is the schach of the bottom sukkah. So sukkah gabi sukkah, the upper sukkah is going to be is going to be kasher, and the bottom sukkah will be pasal. And I will say now, now again, we'll, we'll discuss exactly why this is or what case this is. Have you domer? Im ein diurn ba'alyona. Have you this is no, if no one's living in the upper sukkah, hatachton kshera, then the bottom sukkah will be kosher. Okay, we'll define the parameters of this. So we'll say, let's talk about our sukkah underneath the tree. Amarava. So we'll say, so the Mishnah kind of handed down a pretty blanket statement, right? The Mishnah said, if you make your sukkah underneath the tree, then halach alamaisa, again, the sukkah is possible. The sukkah is possible. So let's 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 clarify the scope of this halacha. Amarava, lo shanu ela bi'ilan That's only true about say if what? If the tree provides more shade than sun. Rabbi say if the shade allows for more sun than shade, kshera, then ultimately again it's going to be kasher, which Rabbi say makes sense. Rabbi say remember again, if the canopy of the tree, we'll call it right, the canopy of the tree allows in more sun than shade, then halachically, how do we view the tree? How do we view the tree? As actually not being there. As not being there. The problem comes up is if the canopy of the tree is so thick that it provides more shade than sun. That's when we now get into an issue of that the shade is really coming from the tree and not from the schach. Meanwhile, I will say, where do we see that this is true? Mediktani, kilo habayis. What did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah said, if you make your sukkah underneath a tree, it's as if you made it in the house. Why do you need that phrase? Why don't you just say, let's say psula? I was like, why do you, it's such a strange wording. If you make your sukkah underneath a tree, it's as if you made it in your house. Why not just say, if you made your sukkah underneath a tree, then what? Then what? Puzzle. What do you mean if you made it in your house? I, 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 I understand what you're saying, because everyone knows if you make a sukkah in your home, meaning underneath the roof of your home, the sukkah is puzzle. But why don't you just say, if you make your sukkah underneath the tree, it's puzzle. To which the Gemara says, because we'll say the Mishnah is going to teach me as follows. When does the tree pose a problem? When the tree is like the roof of my home. Just like in my home, the roof provides more shade than sun. So when is the tree problematic? The tree is problematic when it provides more shade than sun. So the Mishnah Dafka employs this verbiage to teach me that the tree is only problematic when the tree is like my roof. Just like the roof provides more shade than sun, the tree is only problematic when it provides more shade than sun. My hobby. Let's take a step back. Even if for argument's sake, the tree allows for more sun than shade. So you want to tell me, therefore, it's not problematic. But it is problematic. Why? Because you're still, you're still utilizing when I look at my sukkah, right? When I look at my sukkah, the sukkah is made up, essentially the schach of my sukkah is made up of two things. Number one, what is it made up of? Number one, my schach, right? My schach, the schach that I have. And number two, number two, the tree. In other words, the tree is still playing a role in the schach of my sukkah, right? We'll say, at the end of the day, so let's, let's, let's analyze this. I make a sukkah. 
is underneath a tree. Right? So I have schach, and then I also have branches that are overhanging. Now, so you're telling me it's okay, as long as the tree allows in more sun than shade, fine. Listen, one second. When I sit under my sukkah, I'll say, is the tree contributing to the shade of my sukkah? Absolutely. Absolutely. In other words, the fact that the tree is allowing in more sun than shade doesn't take away from the fact that the tree itself is still contributing to the shade of the sukkah. A chira bosai, you cannot use the branches of a tree for schach. Why not? Why not? We didn't get to this yet, but we will learn because it's mechubar. You cannot use anything that is mechubar, anything that is attached to the ground for schach. You can detach it, but if it's attached, it's possible. So I say, don't I have a problem, even if the tree allows in more sun than shade, don't I have a problem because I am using schach puzzle for the sake of my sukkah. To which the Gemara says, I'm still utilizing the schach puzzle of the attached tree branches with my schach kosher. Um, Rapapa, Rapapa says, what's the case? Bishachavtan. Was very sluggy Rashi. Bishachavtan, this is fascinating. Hishbil anaf of lamatam me'uravin im schach kosher. Vein nirin be'en. Uschach kosher rabba alavu mevatla. Medoraisa komidi batla barov. So listen to this. This is fascinating. What are you doing? What's the case? I'm essentially weaving the tree branches into my schach. So I'll say, interestingly enough, you see, I think when many of us hear this case, we often assume that where's the tree? Where are the tree branches of Osai? High above. Because that's often for us the classic case that comes up with our trees in Sukkah. That's not the case here. Now you understand the Gemara's question a little bit better. The case of Osai is where I build a Sukkah and I literally have tree branches extending right across the top of my Sukkah. They're literally right there. So the Gemara was saying, it's not a big deal. Because as long as the tree is more sun than shade, not a problem. What are you talking about? I literally have branches that are going across the top of my sukkah. That's schach puzzle. I have schach puzzle in my sukkah, providing shade for my sukkah. To which the owner says, no problem. You know what you need to do? You need to bend the branches in and essentially mix it in with the rest of your schach. Or is take the schach puzzle and mix it in with the rest of your schach. Schach puzzle with my schach. How do I do that? I will say, what's the answer? What's the answer? Good old Bittel Barov. I will say, what does Bittel Barov allow you to do? Bittel Barov says, if we go after the majority and the minority is as if it does not exist. Say, so I will say, well, obviously, this is a very specific case where you could lean the branches in, right? We have to be talking about a case of a soft branch or where literally, where literally, the branch extends literally across the top of the sukkah. It's a very specific case, right? But what I'm doing over here is I'm going ahead and I'm mixing in the schach puzzle with the schach kosher. It's bottled barov, and therefore the sukkah is kosher. To which the Gemara says, So again, if that's the case, uh, so what's the Kiddush? In other words, what, what, am I, what am I really adding in this case over here? In other words, obviously, everyone's going to agree about saying that that'll work. What's the Kiddush? To which the Gemara says, Ma'al Memra, Ma'al Deteima, Nigza Heicha Dechabton, Atu Heicha Dolochabton. I might have thought that maybe even in a case where you mix the branches into the schach, even though it's kosher, I might have said we should passel it. Also, case where you forget to mix in the branch, Kamash Molon Dolo Gazrinon. 
ultimately, again, we're not gozer. We're not gozer. Now, as Rebbe say, we're okay. As long as you take the branch that is literally across the top of the sukkah, mix it in with the other schach, but the barov is totally okay. The Yomar says, but we learn this as well. Imagine for a moment, you take a vine, whatever kind of vine you want. You take a vine, I will say, and what do you do? You drape it along the top of the soccer. Now in this case, the vine is still attached to the ground. So you take the vine, you drape it along the top of the sukkah. So what's that lacha? Puzzle. We'll say, why is it puzzle? Why is it puzzle? It's mechubar, it's attached to the ground. However, if however you had a lot of other schach, so therefore the vine is there, but essentially it's bottle barov, it's mixed with a whole bunch of other schach. Oh, shekatzatzan. Or for that matter again, or for that matter again, you go ahead and you detach it. It's kshera. Ultimately again, it's kasha. So we'll say, what's the case? Hey, gami. If you didn't mix in the, the, the vine with the other forms of schach, how come it's daif schach pasam schach kosher? The Bible says that's actively utilizing schach pasam schach kosher, which should invalidate the sukkah. Rather, what's the case? The case is where you went ahead and you mixed in the vine with the other forms of schach. So the Bible says, what do we see? We allow you to use schach pasal that is mixed in together with schach kosher. And we don't preclude the use of that lest you come to use schach posel that's not mixed in. So I'm out of the So therefore, I will say, I already learned that by the case of the vine. Why do I need to learn that by the case of the tree branch as well? What would you have thought? Hani mili bidiyavet. What say this is fascinating. I might have thought, I might have thought that halacha lamaisa, this idea of mixing schach kasher and schach posel is only kasher bidiyavet. It's only kasher bidiyavet. If you already did it, it's kasher batalborov. But I would have thought, you are not allowed to mix. Schach, pasal is schach kosher. Kamash malon, you are. Kamash malon, say, so an incredible halakha. So what the Gemara is saying over here is therefore, again, in this case of the tree branch that is overhanging the sukkah. Therefore, I just want to point out the case of the sukkah underneath the tree is different than the case as we, as we classically conceptualize it. More often than not, when we get, right, when Shilas about sukkah come up, I'm building my sukkah underneath a big tree. All right, underneath a big tree. And so the Shilas, can I build it underneath that tree or not? That's different than this Shilas. Over here, you see from the, from the Messias of the Gemara that the Gemara is dealing with a case of branches that literally are right on top of the sukkah. So the Gemara says, okay, step one. I will say, so step one, I'm building a sukkah mamish underneath tree branches. So I have to analyze, is a sukkah kosher or not? Step one, step one of the analysis is, what's step one? Right? Is it chamasa? Step one is, does the tree allow in more shade than sunlight and more sunlight than shade? If it's more shade than sunlight, then what? Then what? We're done, right? Case closed, the sukkah, sukkah's not gonna be kosher. If it's more say if it's more sun than shade, okay. So we'll say now the next step is fine, even if that's true. But at the end of the day, I, I'm I'm using schach pasal as part of my sukkah. To which the gemara says, what's the remedy to that? Chavtan, you mix it in, you mix it in, and therefore again, once you mix in the schach pasal with the schach kasher, assuming that there's more schach kasher. Ultimately, again, the sukkah is going to be kasher. I but we learned that already by the case of the vine. The Chiddush Shabbos over here is that what? You can do that. 
even lechatchila. The lechatchila you can mix in schach pasul with schach kosher, and as long as there is a majority of schach kosher, the sukkah is going to be kosher, even though you are engaging in this process lechatchila. The boss will stop over and merit Hashem. We'll pick up with the two dots tomorrow. Even if all of this is mechubra, that's why it's possible. If it wasn't mechubra, it wouldn't be possible.